welcome to the Absolute Formby podcast. In this podcast, we'll be exploring all aspects of Formby. We'll be speaking to the experts, asking questions about the nature, local history, about poetry. For more information, see the Instagram page, Absolute Formby. In this podcast, we explore the flocks of geese that fly over Formby, migrating to Norfolk from Iceland. My name is Louise Cluley and I'm the Reserve Manager here at Martinmere Wetland Centre. What are the birds that come here that we see flying over this northwest area? What are those birds? So those are the pink-footed geese. Um, so they're quite small geese, really. They're much smaller than the grey lags and the Canada geese that we have all year round. Um, they're about half the size of those. They have, as their name suggests, they've got nice pink legs and pink feet, but they also have a little pink tip to their bill, which is beautiful. They're very delicate looking. Um, they're quite easily confused with the grey lag geese that we get all year round, but have a look at the bill. The grey lag geese have a bright carrot orange bill. And how many will pass through the northwest? Um, so every year we do a coordinated goose count. So we've got volunteers all across the northwest that are stationed at all the key roost sites. So at, at dawn, we all we all get up and it's it's pitch dark and we count the geese as they're still asleep. And that means they're not moving around too much and it's the perfect time for us to count them. And um, on average, we'll have around about 100,000 geese in the northwest in October. 100,000. And is that pretty much most of, the, most of the ones that are in Greenland and Iceland? So the population size of pink-footed geese are actually increasing. It's really nice to have a good news story for once in a while. Um, in the last 10 years, they've increased by 100%. So they've gone from quarter of a million now to half a million. And is that because of wetlands like Martin Mere? I think it's a combination of having good sites on their migration on their migratory route, their wintering grounds, say here and Martin Mere and um, in and Norfolk, but also they're doing really well in Greenland and Iceland. Their breeding success is fantastic. So there's a bird out here. We put um, satellite collars on them their little neck collars, they've got a mobile phone in them and a GPS and it texts us during migration every second so we can get really detailed information about that migratory route and where she's going every year and um, she's out here at the moment and she's actually got six goslings with her. And are they big birds, the goslings, then? They have to be quite big, then, to do the journey, surely. Same size as the adult, but they'll be three months old. Imagine flying all that way at just three months. They're incredible. And so why do they come to Martin Mere? This is a great agricultural area. It's really flat. You've got large expanses of wetlands, so they can come in. They can, they've got roosting, they've got drinking, but then they've also got feeding areas. So they like here the short grasses that we have on our fields, but you'll quite often see them out on the agricultural fields feeding on the waste from harvest. So when they've harvested the wheat, um, any, any grain that's spilt on the floor, they'll be feeding on all that. So they love it down at the, on the salt marsh, down at, um, at, 
Crosby and uh, Ainsdale. It's amazing going out and you can see them all on the salt marsh. Again, feeding on the short grasses there. You get some flocks which will just carry on and they'll not even stop here. They'll just go straight on to Norfolk and they'll do it in a single flight. So the first thing that you hear with the geese is the noise. <laughs> it's a lovely noise, isn't it? It's like a wink, 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 wink as they're chatting to each other. Um, when you're here at Martinmere at night, they actually do that call all night as they're contact calling between, it will be between parents and goslings, contact calling, making sure that everyone's okay. You'll have some which are looking out for predators and then um, if there is a predator on site, that noise will get louder as they're all telling each other, other families, by the way, have you seen that fox over there? And they'll go, yeah, we've seen that fox. Have you seen that fox? <laughs> and just chit-chatting away to each other. Keep, yeah, keep on the left and things like that. They're probably all talking to each other about how they're gonna fly into the field. They'll be trying to fly into the wind as they land um, so the adults will be leading the youngsters and, and, and really teaching them how, how to land and, and which fields are good and, and all sorts. You'll definitely find that the birds are using the same fields year on year and uh, um, a lot of farmers around here they use the older style tractors which is fantastic so it doesn't harvest quite as much they're maybe not as efficient as the new style ones um, so there's a lot more spilt grain for them um, so they remember that. So October is a good time to see the geese at Martin near fly and roost and generally come to the northwest um, but then they also they'll be doing the reverse route but that'll be in February will it? That's it, so we'll see February and March, the geese coming back through. Um, they don't stop with us as much, um, but the numbers do increase. We've got um, a couple of lovely local farmers, actually one comes all the way from Formby and drops us um, some waste potatoes. So just in front of the, the hail hide, there's a large area of, um, of mouldy potatoes, which the pink-footed geese do love. And that will be absolutely heaving full of geese in, in February time as they're just fattening up again that last little energy store to get them back up to Iceland and into breeding condition. So they always fly in this V formation. Is, is that is that who chooses who leads so it'll um it'll be quite often mum or dad is in the in the front of the v and um that's the hardest position to be in if anybody's a um what a, a professional cyclist being at the front of the group you've got all the brunt of the wind and um uh, and you're taking all of the um all of the velocity and things like that whereas the people um or the, the geese in the V formation, the eddies that are caused by the wind on their wings helps the ones behind, so it's much easier. Um, so they're pretty much flying in their slipstream, and uh, it's fantastic. So the goslings are quite often in the slipstream because it makes it easier for them. Mum and dad will switch, and there'll be other families as well. Those parents will, will take their turn at the front of the V. And how do they know where to go? So that will be, a lot of it will be um, learnt from their parents. So the goslings, they're with mum and dad until they're three months old, until they can fly. And then they fly together to their wintering ground. So they're shown which way to go. They're shown all the feeding fields. So all throughout winter, they're going out, they're feeding away. And mum and dad are showing them all these fantastic places to feed. And then they'll also show them how to get back as well. So they get that full year 
of um, just solid learning. And they probably won't breed themselves until they're around about four years old. Um, so they'll, um, they'll be naughty teenagers for the first couple of years. Then they'll find themselves a mate, get that pair bond going. Um, and they, you know, quite often they'll mate for life unless there are a few divorces. Um, and uh, but then, then in four years time, we'll hopefully see them with their first goslings. How long do they last? Um, about 20 years is a good is a good age for a pink-footed goose. I think we can have them up to 25, 30. Um, a lot of them do um, pass away in their first year. That, with most species, your first year of life is the most difficult. Um, and uh, especially, you know, flying out, flying such a great distance, they can get lost. We've had all sorts of interesting stories. And um, you see a few of them flying on their own, and so who are they? Are they the who who's flying what on their own, <laughs> calling away <laughs> in a very sad way? You almost sometimes hear them going. They're probably going, wait for me, wait for me. Who's on their own? So quite often that will just be that they've got blown off course or they haven't been able to keep up with the flock and people haven't they haven't noticed that they've uh, that they've gone but they'll still know where the main flock is going and they'll be able to catch up with them is everyone pleased that the geese are in this area <laughs> it's a very contentious issue unfortunately with the pink-footed geese they're absolutely beautiful seeing these huge flocks um unfortunately uh, sometimes they do like to feed on um, things like the winter wheat, the fresh wheat that the, that the farmers have planted, or they'll be trying to get to the potatoes that maybe the field once was, um, and they'll be standing on the winter wheat when it's um, young, and that can cause issues. So you may see the, the, the big gas, gas guns as they're just trying to scare the geese off. There's other areas like the stubble that we were talking about where they've got lots of um, spent grain. And in those areas, the geese are a bit pretty much doing a service. They're doing a tidy up and a bit of fertilising at the same time. So they don't fly in the rain? They will do, but they don't like it. If When we've got really rainy days here at Martin Mere, the, the flight, you'll find, you'll see them coming in from the, um, from the salt marsh area, they'll come in from Ainsdale, things like that. They'll be dropping down and they'll pretty much do one field at a time. They're just flying up, they'll do a little, di little short hops. So by the time it gets to about seven o'clock when they want to come to roost, they're only one field over. <laughs> they just don't want to do these huge trip when it's absolute driving rain, which unfortunately does happen a lot of in Lancashire. So in this weather that you've got now, is this good? Is this a good flying day? Oh, perfect. There's a good amount of wind, um, so they've actually gone a little bit further out today. Um, they're not. If it's really really rainy, they'll just feed close fields, but they've gone quite far out today feeding away and yeah tonight they'll fly in and hopefully we'll have a good sunset and we, we've established why do they go to Norfolk so in Norfolk you've got the um, the large areas of salt marsh you've got big wetlands and then you've got lots of agricultural fields for them to feed in so they've got the triple whammy lots of things also it doesn't rain as much in Norfolk and it's marginally warmer <laughs> And how many babies would an average goose have? 
So um, six is a good number. On average, they'd have around about three to four. Um, you do see the old ones with just one or two, and I have seen one with eight this year. If you see one with um, with a, the, the, the collars on that I was telling you about, the, uh, the, the, the GPS collars, it's got a little mobile phone in it, and it texts us. We, um, we only put those collars on the females, um, and that then gives us the information of um, when she's in Iceland. If she sat still for 30 days, we know that she's successfully hatched youngsters. So that's the beauty of the ringing programme. You can actually see some happy endings. That's it. If, uh, if we hadn't colour ring them, we wouldn't have known that amazing story. And so much about them, um, like their age, how old they are, where they fly to and from, um, what fields they feed in, uh, how many goslings or cygnets that they have. Um, and we can work out big family trees, you know, because of the fact that we can then ring their goslings and their goslings. So having an idea about grandchildren and great grandchildren. So when did the ringing start? When did they start ringing the ringing the? So the pink-footed geese, we've been um, colour ringing um, for over 20 years now um, here at Martinmere, but also um, across Scotland, looking at information about their feeding um, and, uh, and how they interact with, um, with the UK. So now we know about the pink-footed geese. For more information, see us on Instagram Absolute form B. See you soon.